0: Hello, beautiful people. This is an intro to an episode and it may not be the last one because uh, from time to time, maybe we will have to communicate things off the records. And this is what this is meant to be. And the reason why um, I'm recording this is because this is a new type of episode, is a conversation between a friend of mine and I and uh, I need to tell you this was spontaneous, meaning we did not plan on it. It just uh, happened last night. And I thought uh, it went really well. And I am really happy to share this with you right uh, after we recorded it, literally the day, the day uh, after. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping I can do more of these episodes because for me, it's, it's been a very, very good experience to have a conversation uh, this time in person um, with uh, with the friend next next to me and uh, just to give you a bit of a, of an anticipation we'll talk about various things but the sort of the underlying uh, general theme is that of f- masculine and feminine energies and with a bit of more um, stress or a bit of more, emphasis on the feminine energies and how do this uh, the balance between masculine and feminine energies applies to leadership but also in general to the way we think about ourselves in life and uh, Diana will also talk about um, some of the work she's done with with women on what she calls sister circles, Uh, she will also share about uh, aqua therapy and um, Uh, We'll also talk about stories like how we got to know each other and some other experiences we we shared. So without further ado, I'll leave you to our conversation. I really hope you will enjoy it. And um, yeah, let me know if uh, you want more of these things or how do uh, you feel about this particular episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to Take It or lead it today it's a very special day because it's our, the first episode where we have a guest and uh, i'm really excited because it's also a day of celebration uh, yesterday was birthday of my daughter and the birthday of this beautiful person that is sitting next to me today and um it came out very spontaneously so we did not plan on this we just decided to do it as i was having the pleasure of uh, having diana here with me today for dinner so diana why don't you tell who you are to our audience
1: hi everyone uh, it's no, it's very nice to be here thank you Rala, for inviting me and uh... I'm happy to be here. Uh, I am. Um, it's always an interesting thing to say who I am <laughs> because I can go into very long discussions about it. Um, but at the moment, I feel that uh, I'm most uh, mostly. I'm a facilitator. I'm a space holder and uh, also a supporter of transformative processes, transformative learning processes in different settings and and environments.
0: Oh, wow. I never heard this verbiage, space holder. I I love it. I absolutely love it. So so perhaps uh, Diana, what we can do is also share a bit of how we met. And maybe you'll tell me how you felt when we met uh, or the memories of, uh, do you, you have of that encounter. But i let you tell your story, and then I'll tell you mine or how I felt uh, okay. or what I remember about that day.
1: Yeah, it has been. I think uh, we just talked about it. It was about, it was about like three years ago. And uh, and for me, it still remains a very special memory. Um, I I went to an event of Inspiral <laughs> for the first time, very spontaneously. I I just saw it that day, and I I still remember walking to Margaret Island, walking through the bridge, and I had this I don't know where it came from, but I had this really really strong sense of in a way power as well, but. A feeling that i'm i'm really myself at this moment and i was just like walking through the bridge and feeling super free and and with with gratitude um and uh yeah so i i i, I this feeling just came as i was walking to the event and i basically arrived i think i remember i arrived like kind of the end oh yeah <laughs> <And> yeah exactly <laughs> i remember
0: that you were Late or very late, uh, but yeah. Now that you tell me, it's like it was really at the end.
1: Yeah. So basically, I I almost didn't hear anything about the actual event.
0: And there was a storytelling, right? I think so. Yeah, there Was yes. a storytelling yeah. uh, outside. We we used to do that on the Mar- Margaret Island. Yeah. So I remember you like next to a next to a tree there, somewhat trying to figure out what was going on or where we were, and then I approached you. What did I say?
1: I actually don't remember what you said, but I I remember that, like, I think we hugged and I I had this, like, feeling that, uh, okay, like, this person is important in my life. And I couldn't say, like, why or or how, but uh, I had this very strong sense. Yeah. But I don't. I actually don't remember now what was the conversation. No, I, Maybe you did. No,
0: actually, I, I I remember your face. I remember where you were, but I don't remember the conversation. I just remember having that very strong sense of alignment mm-hmm. and of uh, reasoning, and you know, it was uh, you know very peaceful type of feeling of connection. And uh, from the conversation, I remember the the things we said, the words that you used made me feel like very much connected and that something was, we were onto something. And I can tell, like, it's actually three and a half years because I was a summer of 18. Uh, All of those initial feeling perceptions are more than confirmed uh, today. So, um, yeah, thanks for, you know, surfacing those memories uh, again. Um, So, uh, yeah, there are so many things um, we could talk about and we actually do talk about many things <laughs> but um, one of the things that fascinates me about what you do is your passion for women and particularly in terms of uh, you know cr- imp- increasing self-awareness uh, for women and and, help- and empowering them um can you tell us um and I know many of the things you do, but I'd love uh, our audience to know more about things you do for women, all of the sister circles, and anything that you'd like to share.
1: Mm. Thank you. Uh, it's actually, uh, thank you for the question because I love talking about
0: this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I, it started for me in, in actually in 2016 when I was living in Dublin that the inspiration came. That I would I would like to hold spaces for women where where they they really felt safe and they could they could really be themselves because mm-hmm. I I feel that this is in some some sense uh, in our societies nowadays it's it's hard to find these spaces because even at work even in in all the spaces. Um, people have the tendency to put on masks which is a norm in some way like a normal coping mechanism (laughs) yeah but I I feel that it's super important to to create spaces where this kind of like really sense of alignment with oneself and safety can inspire also vulnerability and um, and then uh, yeah life had a lot of different turns and i i traveled to south america and finally i came back to hungary and the end of 2017 and that's that was when i started holding circles for women
0: and, well, let me ask you one yeah. question though did you have such this experience in one of your travels you mentioned dublin you mentioned south america or that's where you gained the inspiration and then you translated that into these sister circles here in budapest
1: i gained the inspiration and part part of it i i have to be very honest it came from my kind of need because Mm -hmm. i was very i felt very alone in dublin i had like acquaintances and and kind of friends but i the depth that i i had at home i was missing that depth and um and also i i was part of a dance group there of women dance group and we'd had a performance that was called 38 Women and there I, I felt this like it was different we weren't talking we weren't sharing that way but we were sharing physically through somatics and, and and movement and that really inspired me that I wanted to create something like that and uh, also I have to mention and give credit to global sisterhood. that is they are now uh, they have a lot of courses and online things. and I, I learned a lot from from them and they inspired me a lot in the beginning when I started the circles. Then then I, I decided to go different ways, but yeah,
0: All right. so tell us about about, uh, about the circles. What, what do you do there? How many people participate? What, let, let's just sparkle the imagination of people as they, I, I suppose many have never heard of, of it or never participated. So just how mm. does it work?
1: Uh, there are different kinds of journeys that I have done. And and some of them I've done alone and some of them I actually done with a, a partner. Uh, her name is uh, Shara Hortovani, who is a really wonderful aromatherapist and a and beautiful woman. And, uh, and basically this experience, what, some of them are more, uh, a longer process. Like we had a, a circle that was together for half a year and we met every month, almost the full Sunday, uh, sharing as well, but also doing little mm, bit of exercises. Like I, I, I usually bring in art and movement and different ways of like, sometimes we draw, sometimes we, uh, we do yeah, all kinds of movement things and singing and so different ways to, to connect. And there, basically, in the beginning of the six months, each woman set their intention and someone wanted to become a mother in the future and wanted to work with that aspect. Someone had an illness or disease, uh, someone, yeah, relationship or relationship looking, mm-hmm. issue. So each person, so it was not that the circle had like a, a theme that we focused on, but basically it was each person had their own theme, and we supported their journey over the six months, basically, and and each each month uh, we brought in different ways of getting to know themselves and reflecting on their own topics. So basically, it was this kind of very deep transformative uh, journey. Um, but another one that that uh, is close to my heart because uh, we we organized it uh, together with the uh, Inspiral. Um, it was a short journey focusing on on uh, menstrual cycle awareness, which is also a topic that I'm super passionate about. Yeah. <laughs> and there it was also if like I shared more. Uh, and also my my partner Shara, We shared more information and knowledge about about the cycle and how it affects uh, women on a physical level, emotional level, psychological level, and even spiritual level. Um, and but there also we did uh meditations and movement and and also information sharing and reflecting on the experience of each person.
0: Yeah, no. Thanks for uh, sharing all of these details. I need to uh, to be honest. When we we talked about having a cooperation and and running a, a sister circle through my foundation through Inspiral, uh, I remember when you and, and Shara came with, "Okay, we want to do this about <laughs> menstrual cycle awareness," and I was uh, I was a bit kind of surprised because I felt. It's a very sensitive topic, and I'm not sure how much it actually resonates with with women. Um, I felt that you could have been more general, but but I let you teach me and at least I would say enlighten me on the importance of that. Which, to, of, of course, you know I did not join the, the experience, <laughs> not, not not like not being a woman, but but I I was open to understand why you think this matters, and I also rely on your experience you have done many of these sister circles and you and Shara came to the acknowledgement of the realization that you you told me that menstrual uh, cycle awareness is like of a, a foundational mm. step for you to then sort of uh, bring to surface other uh, dimensions of being a woman and and go deeper into some other topics. So I found that fascinating. I don't I don't necessarily understand all of it yet. Uh, maybe you will educate me more on that. But uh, I found that powerful. So so thanks for that.
1: Yeah, and thank you for 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 offering the platform because I think it was it was really beautiful also for us to reach women that kind of uh, have a, a different understanding and a different way of, of uh, relating to the cycle. and Yeah. Uh,
0: and also reflecting on what you said, as I, as I heard you talk about the, uh, the experience, I was like, next question I'm going to ask is, what is the goal? But then you actually answered that question before I asked it. And I love that you said that everybody has their goal right? So we provide the platform, we provide a space mm-hmm. that's like connects to what you said earlier, like I'm a space holder where through exercises, through practices that are to connect you with yourself and to connect you with others, or to attune with the energies, you can find your own solutions, your own um, understanding and uh, through awareness, you can come to uh, have a solution on a practical level, but first, it's like an inter internal trip, right? Mm-hmm. That you take, mm-hmm. I guess.
1: Yeah, for for me, it's it. I think it's very important to to have this safe space. That's why I. I, I uh, although I now that we talk, I actually realized that space holder might not have a very good connotation in <laughs> yeah. English. But uh, but the idea for me is mm. that I always considered myself not in the space of being an expert but much more someone who facilitates the process because I feel that each person is kind of the expert of their own life you know that's like there's no ideally (laughs) there's no one that knows you better than you (laughs) and and I also believe that that everyone has a deep wisdom and everyone has their connection to source and through that Sometimes the only thing the person needs is this space, this environment, sure. this safe uh, safety and uh, and loving attention yeah. to to go through their journey and transformation.
0: Absolutely. And I'd like to take this opportunity to shift toward a topic which is very dear to me, and maybe we'll reflect on that together, which is which is leadership, right? Because when you think about leadership. Uh, one of the ways I I look at it is uh, I think uh, the leadership roles in organizations in institutions in corporations have been uh, for many decades uh, you know predominantly uh, you know for for men for may, for male and I think society is now changing we are acknowledging the importance of diversity so there are a lot of things going on but. The way I look at it is not only from a gender perspective, mm-hmm. and we talked about it many times it's from a energy standpoint right we talk about masculine and feminine energies and acknowledging that we all have both energies right so i think maybe and i I know it's an oversimplification, but I think in leadership certainly we need more much more female and we need more equality there in in the way this uh, uh, the representation is but also we need more feminine energies mm-hmm. and I want to I say specifically this because I feel what you just said about holding space is in my mind more of a feminine sort of you know using some of the archetypes that we can mm-hmm. all sort of uh, uh, resonate with than a masculine characteristics and when I say feminine and masculine again I, I reference to energies, not necessarily to gender where in leadership type of paradigms and archetypes in the last uh, centuries, we have always had this very action-oriented, execution-focused type of people, which were also very leading in the sense of their presence was so strong, their ego was so strong, they are those that make all the, the important decisions mm-hmm. there are those that define the strategy that you know it, it they're very there and i think the feminine type of energy is more of how do i create space for the collective to emerge with a better narrative a better mm-hmm. idea or a newer uh, way of thinking or looking at the world so these are the two the way i think about the two energies right the let's do it let's uh here's me and i'm going to give you guidance and i'm going to give you their path and here's the feminine i'm going to create space for all of mm. us to cooperate to mm. to attune to connect and as a collective we mm. uh, we find uh, a new solution a new strategy a new path or and yeah, maybe i'm overly simplifying but irrespective of how you call these two energies these are the two sort of Um, ways of going about leadership and I think one needs to learn to balance Mm -hmm. and what what do you think
1: yeah beautifully said and uh, also this like this can go into um, yeah a lot of things also connecting to I go back to menstrual cycle awareness but I'm not going to do that now I'm actually very much interested in in how you because I, you inspire me as a leader in, in many ways, but how you see yourself, how you are able to balance these two energies in practice when when you act as a leader.
0: Thank you. It's a very good question. I I think I've uh, uh, I've learned with experience and with awareness how to to see those energies at play, right and. Um, as a as a little anecdote for for our audience, I think I'd love to share when we did a small group event. Uh, what was it last year or two years ago? It was actually summer twenty twenty. Oh, so in the Mar- Margaret yeah, Island, yeah, Margaret Island again. And you you did did for us a little sort of meditation where you it was about masculine and feminine energies, and you you created a uh, in the meditation a sort of um, an image of a story like where we would go in a place and meet our what you call the divine masculine divine feminine and I remember as you took us through that journey when you took us to meet our uh, divine masculine I literally started to cry and I totally didn't see that coming right so that told me uh, there is something in there that I need to uh, explore, or understand, and I think the, the reason for, for those tears was that I, I tend to uh, have like a negative bias, if you will, on my masculine side in the sense that, that I know I can turn bossy or I can turn uh, um, somewhat arrogant when I overly express that side of me, and it, thankfully it's rare, but I've probably done that in the past um more than more than now but more in general i think that that because of the way i think of myself the way i want to be in the world and sometimes also because it's required by my my job and all the other things i do i tame my masculine energies mm. and this happens when i am angry when i am upset and i have learned to control that part of me very strongly to the point that i I don't manifest that, mm-hmm. and I just uh, try to be always compassionate and always understanding. and if i if I need to lose rather than uh, having a conflict, I lose mm-hmm. and And I think that was the cause of those uh, of those tears. Like mm-hmm. I sometimes I uh, probably in that particular period of my life, I was not able to have an outlet for my uh for those energies which for example when i was you know a football soccer for our friends in us coach i you you people that see me today that uh, think of me as a calm energetic but calm person balanced you would see a, a monster right someone who com- continuously screams and and shouts at the players not in a negative way but you know, always arguing with the referees, the decisions and stuff, but in a way, there was an outlet for those energies. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and nowadays um, not playing sports in the sense of in a competitive way. I do gym and running and stuff like that, but I don't, uh, also when I play tennis, for example, I, I, you know, I was like, when I made a mistake, I just throw the records, uh, the record away. Uh, and I know it's not funny <laughs> to see, but for me, it was again, that outlet, uh, safe, relatively safe, because there's not too many people I wouldn't throw the, the racket at the other player just somewhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in, from a leadership standpoint, I think um, I have always been someone who was particularly empathic and able to uh, balance or even prioritize relationships versus, uh, I don't know, like
1: the task or the tasks mm-hmm. so i was
0: more people oriented yeah. than task oriented and sometimes that has been a problem if you will but i think i've always I, through uh, my my work i've learned to be very you know so, sort of thorough and and focus on on execution as we call it um, and um, and yeah it's been a journey of both understanding where i i need to be the the guide and provide sort of boundaries and provide targets and data and fact and figures. I'm also a data person, meaning I like math and I've always been passionate about data and numbers. Uh, So I can balance that piece with the emotional intelligence, with the listening, with the conversation and and empathy. So I, I think now compared to years ago, I know how to dance between these two energies. And I know that I can be angry, I can be upset. And in the moment, I know how to, you know, avoid my anger and my frustration to be dysfunctional, mm-hmm. but I still know they are there. And then I find some other way to let them go. And maybe it's, uh, it's through a meditation. It's maybe it's through uh, some sports or, or having a conversation and, and, and maybe venting mm-hmm. it out. But then I do it with a safe person that allows me to, to vent and to rent. And then I still, then that, that energy is gone. Mm. And then I can you know go back to be functional where I need to be functional. So these are a couple of thoughts I have on that question.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being so open and honest. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's good to reflect uh, on how these things play out for me. So uh, let's maybe go back to this idea of masculine and feminine energies. Again, uh, you know, uh, realizing and acknowledging that uh, we are sort of providing a uh, overly simplified version of reality, which, again, by no means wants to be uh, a uh, sort of Recreation or reconfirmation of societal narratives, which you and I both, in which <laughs> you and I both don't believe too much, in, in particularly in some which relate to, uh, you know, old and and ancient ways of thinking about, you know, identities and so on. But but let's give a couple of examples. Like I have this map that we we drew together, in uh, you know back when we did that event about the different uh, uh, aspects of. Um, or the um, yeah the uh, dimensions of masculine and feminine for example we had there um the in the more masculine we had the doing and the being as a feminine um we you had the the witness as masculine and the dancer as feminine mm-hmm. we had hard as masculine soft as feminine we had analytical thinking and masculine and, and feeling and emotion and intuition um, in feminine. do you want to elaborate maybe on some of these things or uh, anything that I, I like the witness and dancer? Can you mm-hmm. tell us what, <laughs> what did you have in mind back then?
1: Yeah, I of course I I really like that you pointed out that that this this kind of dichotomy is a bit of a simplification. But what I I felt uh, with the witness and the dancer is that oftentimes the how you can sense the masculine energy is more of a more of clear clear consciousness mm-hmm. that is that is is coming in and is observing the world mm-hmm. and the feminine part is is kind of like the the energy that is moving and shifting and can also go go into form different forms uh-huh, in, the, uh-huh. in that that way and. Um, actually uh, recently i've been in a i also like to go into <laughs> these circles when i'm not holding them so i've been in an event and uh, someone shared with me this image of of the masculine being the a pillar of light and the feminine kind of this like sparkling energy that is swirling around oh, okay this, oh this i see pillar, i like this image of light yeah so
0: so the masculine would be more of a flash one straight line of light mm. and the feminine is it's a swirling it's a dancing uh set of lights type of thing
1: yeah it get, it's, it's at get, a representation yes, but, yes, but it's
0: more yes. of a a sort of again talking about like how you apply this in real life or i think about it in real life is one is the energy of of doing of focus uh, and uh, you know getting things done implementation the other one is the, is the energy of trial and error of dancing to your point of moving around of experimenting uh different uh, different type of things is that a way to think about it
1: it can be yeah I, I i always have this feeling of that okay we say words and the words are are not able to express express fully what is, what is behind. Um, Yeah. But I, I, I love this, of course, this idea of, of, of talking about it as masculine and feminine, and in a sense of, of just acknowledging these different types of energies that we have and, uh, and to, and the way that it can, they can support us in, in our daily life as well
0: so i think uh, to help our audience understand the way we think about it and the way they can think about it is more about acknowledging the different type of dimensions than giving it the name so again we overly simplify by calling or we we create an archetype by Mm -hmm. calling masculine and feminine but if it helps you call it call it different like just acknowledge the two type of energies and and how they best serve your purpose in any point in time Mm -hmm. right and don't get too attached to how this connects to your gender of course there is a there is a connection that's why we use those words masculine and feminine but it's not uh, necessarily it's really about how this comes natural to you versus not and how you can uh, observe these energies and how you can be make intentional choices ba- based on uh, uh on the understanding of how these things play out in you
1: yes right yes and i would i would actually take the opportunity to to <laughs> kind of send some inspiration to everyone who is listening to start exploring uh within within yourself and and maybe a maybe in, in ways you can start like just noticing when when are moments when you really feel that you are in your masculine or when are moments when you can really flourish in your feminine and and you can and and just experiment with it notice it start to play with it yeah (laughs) yeah
0: love love that thought okay so maybe um one more one more question which is somewhat related but also unrelated, and you will tell me if that what is the relation between the two? Is um, is about all of this work that you do with water, mm. how that connects to uh, to the Tao? Tell us, share with, share what you have to say there because I think it's fascinating.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I feel that in some ways it's, it's really a different world. I I have started to to learn about aquatic therapy a couple of years ago, and um, even when I, uh, it's, it's sometimes even a little bit difficult for me to describe because there are a lot of different types of aquatic therapists, but you can imagine it as um on a practical side that we are in, in uh, 35, around 35, 30 degrees, warm water. Celsius. Celsius. Yes. Yeah. Celsius. Sorry. Yeah. Half of our audience. <laughs>
0: According to statistics, half of our audience is from the U.S. So uh, yeah. do you know the Fahrenheit equivalent for that?
1: Not on the what top We'll calculate it.
0: People, please calculate it.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, so warm water. And there's one person that is in the vertical and one person who is lying in the water, in the horizontal. And, uh, and basically this, this environment together with the various movements that are possible in the water uh, can allow really beautiful processes to to happen, uh, both in the physical and also an emotional and spiritual level. And uh, you can imagine also, as I said in the beginning, it can be a very different types of of approaches. On the one hand, one end of the spectrum are, are the approaches that are more like physical therapy and massage and more manipulation. And then the other end is almost like a meditation, like a meditation where, where the two people who are in the water and the water. So basically these three elements come together in unison.
0: So tell us a bit about like what happens in during these waters of retreats. You do a number of activities, in the two ends of the spectrum and somewhere in between and that how, how can how, mm. how long does it last like one retreat it's a few days it's a few hours what is give us a
1: um basically like what the retreats that i i took part in is more training courses so i i was learning how to uh-huh. deliver deliver this kind of or, no, or yeah facilitate i facilitate. love the word facilitate yes. <laughs> yes. these sessions um but i think yeah what uh, what end of the spectrum is defined depends on the person who is who is kind of uh, facilitating or, or you can say giving these this mm-hmm. sessions. So the approach that I take when I, I offer a session is kind of in the middle. in the sense that uh, I use the same approach as I, what I said in the circles that I, I like to allow the person who is there, to have their own experience, so I I usually I don't go to the the very much manipulative part of the spectrum. Also because I'm not. you manipulative. say
0: manipulative, you mean the touch.
1: The touch, yeah, it's, sort of. Uh, not, because not
0: not in the. Manipulative no,
1: no, no, no. Of right. course, it's not like that, but it's more with the intention that type of approach is that, okay, there's a person, maybe the uh, his shoulder is hurting, so I'm gonna do these and these and these movements so that the shoulder becomes better. Right. And another approach is that I listen to the body of the person. I'm not acting from my mind like, oh, I know this is the movement that I need to do, but I listen and I follow the body and I follow the little, very tiny sensations that you can feel both physical and in an energetic way and allow that person to have the experience. And it might, it might look like that I stand in the water and I just hold the person for 60 minutes uh-huh. and they, they experience this, that they are being held in this warm environment. There's a lot of connection with the womb. That's uh, another different story. But it might happen if the person needs that that I start to bring the person underwater and do all kinds of really fun movements. This is also one part that I really enjoy when I'm receiving a session, yeah. <laughs> and it can become this this beautiful flying feeling underwater, kind of like yeah. this flying in 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 a as I experience in the light, and and getting into a completely different and, dimension. And
0: yeah, as I as I hear you speak, but also as I see you. Uh, our <laughs> listeners don't see what you, you're doing. So many movements with your hands that that you could be you get the Italian uh, passport yeah. <laughs> or nationality for, for the movements you made. But it's beautiful to to see, by the way. And it seems to me like a lot of that process is comes from intuition and being present as opposed mm-hmm. to cognitive. Of course, as you do training and you learn how to do, there is some intellectual dimension to it but it feels like you just follow the flow mm-hmm. of energies that you that you feel there
1: yeah this yes as you said it's it's both kind of you need to learn a movement get the movement into your body in the sense that whenever you it's kind of like learning a language you know when you have the vocabulary then you can use it at the sentence and the appropriate time but it's not in the sense it's different than the language that I don't have in mind. Oh, this is what I want to say. Yeah. It's kind of like I'm responding to what the person needs. Yeah. And I think this is, this is very nicely ties back to some way of this, what, how you describe the feminine type of leadership and this new type of of approach that is more, there's much more uh, listening and, and really allowing what needs to emerge to right. emerge right right and that moment
0: and and i i connect this to the, to the topic of of leadership in a way um but also more general in the way we approach life as i read the uh, the sort of modern interpretation or translation of the dao from wayne dyer Last year, oh my God, that book opened so many doors to me, and it, it I, I realized that the Tao references so often to water, mm. right? Be like water, in <laughs> the sense of water is so powerful because it takes whatever form, and yet it it goes everywhere. It's it's a, it feeds uh, animals, plants, beings. So it's such a powerful element. And, and that uh, it has this fluid, this capability to adapt mm-hmm. uh, and to survive pretty much everywhere or to change in shape and form, but also in, in state, right? There is water in yeah. its ice, and it's also steam and gas, if you will. But uh, uh, that, and that's how do you apply this in life? It has a lot to deal with letting go. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and that was like repeated so often in the Tao to say, A lot of even, I mean, it was expressively, I don't know if what was the original language, but the way Dyer was translating it was really in in the leadership context of allowing, of letting things be, of even being silent, of just having the presence of of the leader that leads by letting go, Mm -hmm. by letting things be and, and creating that sense of safety where naturally things would just come to the surface and as opposed to filling the space in with yourself Mm -hmm. and with your ego and your ideas and your you know preconceived um, ways of solving problems that you think you know you can bring because you know better you because you are the leader Mm -hmm. and that I mean that that image of leadership as actually the word that that I Dyer uses a lot in the way of reading the Tao is yielding Mm -hmm. yielding leadership by yielding and also I think again to generalize it beyond leadership is really uh, and that's one of probably of the things that I am trying to learn more and more in my life is there are so many things I cannot control. And I have this desire of controlling and desire of, I want, you know what, I'm gonna tell this to the person. I'm gonna give feedback. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, and still, particularly when, when there is some sort of conflict of the other person, doesn't really want to listen, doesn't really want to, you cannot the more you the more you try to put yourself in there and, and the more you try to, okay, I'm gonna give another feedback, I'm gonna give a, the the worse it becomes. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And I see
0: this so many times that, hey, you know what? I just need to step back. Mm-hmm. The best thing I can do is step back and maybe be less judgmental, be less, more, be more compassionate and just let things go as they are, are you know, flowing. And that that's something that I still uh, sort of struggle with, but I think I made progress. I'm mm-hmm. making progress. And it's interesting for me to observe how I develop in that space.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I think it was really beautiful to to listen to that connection with the water. And I think, yeah, for me, probably that's why also I'm so attracted. I I also have a lot of water element in me (laughs) and, uh, and I feel that this is, this is something that is, if we cannot connect it with, with the rise of the feminine energy and, and creating more balance and, more of kind of flowing if you, we're going to go like flowing with the Tao. Yeah. Um, it's something that I've, I really feel that our, our world is going towards that needs to go towards uh, and also leaders and, and every person I, I feel in some ways a leader in their life uh, can make a big, a big shift and a big difference uh, allowing a little bit more more of this type of energy to yeah to be present in their life.
0: Fantastic! Hey, I think we can close it here. It's been a fantastic, beautiful conversation, which uh, came very spontaneously, and, and I were, <laughs> really? we did not prepare. Like people, I tell you, we did not prepare. <laughs> Diana came here for to have a dinner, and I texted her. Uh, a few like half an hour prior saying i have a great idea but i don't tell you what it is she came and said we're gonna record a <laughs> podcast episode so um yeah i mean i, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and maybe what you, what you take away is be more like water and see what where that takes you okay so it's always up to you you take it or lead it
1: thank you for listening and thank you for the conversation man
0: thanks to you namaste